Welcome to the Coaching Lab Podcast. I'm Head Coach Matt Dennis, and today we're going to be talking about motion offense. Specifically, how do you introduce it and play it at your younger levels? I'm also going to be sharing why I think every team plays a motion offense, whether you say you do or not. So don't miss it. Here we go. Welcome to the Coaching Lab Podcast, where basketball coaches build more success in less time by increasing their ability to teach, lead, and coach the players on their team and in their program. Motion is something that's thrown out there, and everybody says, I teach motion. So whether you're teaching motion as a dribble-drive motion, or you're teaching motion as a read-and-react motion, or you think of it in the old-school Bobby Knight-style motion, everybody kind of has their own opinion of what motion is. The biggest thing, especially we're going to start at the middle school level, so we're going to talk about how do we do it at the basics and work our way up with it. The biggest thing when you're teaching a motion offense is to know the rules that you want to use when you're teaching that offense. They've, there's got to be some specific rules in place for the players to understand. And this is going to be true not only at the middle school level, but also when they get into the ninth, the 10th, and then up to the varsity level, is there has to be specific rules. There has to be some parameters in which your players can wrap their heads around, know what they're going to be doing when they get out there you know, on the, on the court. So some of the simple ones that we always try to put in that make a lot of sense, and they're not, they're not simple and bad, they're simple because they work, is things like you want to you know, pass and then pick away. So if you're going to throw a pass to the right-hand side, you're going to go left and you're going to screen for that wing. That's a simple rule that players can follow when they're first learning the offense. Uh, another rule might be a pass and cut through. So whatever side you pass to, you're going to cut all the way down to the hoop, and then you're going to go out you know, one of the sides. Maybe you go out the opposite side that you passed it to to balance the floor. Uh, that's a simple rule players can follow. But you have to look at your offense and say, what do we want our players to be able to do? And you can build on those things. It's not like it has to stop with those two rules. Those are two very simple ones. And those are the ones we actually use with our upper elementary players, we play three on three. So when we're, we're teaching motion, we start our youth program with three on three. And then when they get to the middle school, they go to five on five. And then once we get up to the, the high school level, obviously it gets more in depth. But at the elementary level, the three on three, we're teaching concepts like pass and screen away pass and cut or we're teaching players every week has a different emphasis so one week might be teaching how to set a back screen uh might be where we're teaching you know to have a post player in the post so if a, if somebody drives from the wing what does our post player do well the rule is if they drive to the baseline the post player is going to kind of curl themselves up or is going to step up the free throw lane to give space to that person driving if the the wing drives into the center into kind of the top of the free throw area, then our post player is going to kind of fan out just a little bit and get into the short corner area. So those are some very basic rules that we can start to give any kid. A post player is not like your biggest kid or is the only kid who's down there. It's ha whoever happens to be there at the time of the drive. So we have it laid out for our youth coaches where they can teach each week a different skill uh, or a different concept to the player. Now, that's not the bulk of the practice. That is a portion of it. The bulk of practice really is skill development. And the better skilled your players are, that's where you're going to start getting uh, kids who can handle the ball better, can pass better, are going to feel more comfortable under pressure, 
things like that. And all of that goes into building a motion offense as well. But the first thing, after all those examples there, the first thing really is just to say, you have to give specific rules to your players. Hey coach, let's take a quick time out. I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you're listening on iTunes, would you go give me a five-star rating? It helps other coaches just like you find the podcast. The second thing, if you'd like to connect with me more, head over to Twitter and go to at Coach Matt Dennis. I'd love to connect with you there. Now let's get back to the podcast. The second step in teaching motion offense is going to be allowing them to make the mistakes and then helping them find the solution. Um, and there are a few different ways of doing this. I like kind of doing the whole part whole method. Uh, so the, we're going to put the, we did the drills. We learned some of the basic rules. Now we're going to put kids out there and we're going to allow them to explore that. And that means maybe in the five on five setting uh, or a four on four setting, if you want to start that way, but we're going to let them explore it and we're going to let them get in trouble and pick up the ball in places they shouldn't and figure out, you know, why they should do something or shouldn't do something based on the way they're playing the game. And that's a great way to be able to to have the players learn the game because it can't be just the rules. We can't just say, here are the rules, you got to do them because every situation in the game doesn't fit those rules every single time. So problem solving has to become part of it. So once they've had experience with the problem, now we can go to that part. So we get whole, part, whole again. So we're in the part in the middle. What we want to be able to do is we want to put them in situations where they're going to have to uh, see those problems over and over again and find a solution. And that's where small-sided games come in. Uh, and th these are absolutely wonderful. There's tons of them. If you go into the, the coaching lab, you'll be able to find, uh, there's a couple different PDFs I have on small-sided games. There's videos on small-sided games uh, that you can throw in. You can do them out of shell drills if you want. You can do them more of out of kind of uh, set players up in specific spots on the floor and run the drills. Uh, but those small-sided games, uh, or you can think of it as decision-making games, help the players make decisions when they get into a problem. Where are my options to pass? Where are What are my options to keep my dribble? What should I do when I get in this circumstance? Have I kept my pivot foot? You know, those types of things. And there's lots of teaching points, but the players begin to really learn how to play the game and think the game while they're on the floor. Ultimately, that's what we want to have happen, is for the players to think. Now, Think about every time the ball is shot, and over 50% of shots are missed in games, especially in high school games. But think about when the ball is shot and there's a rebound. What happens on that rebound? You kick it out every single time to get a new, new set going, to get a new play going, to align everybody? Or do you have your players try to react and score based on where they got the ball? Most of the time, the players get it and they either shoot it or pass it or dribble it based on what's in front of them. They're thinking the game and they're starting to solve the problem of I've got the rebound, what do I do with it? These motion principles can be applied in a lot of different ways and you can have rules based on where you rebound the ball. So one great rule for rebounding, if you get a rebound without a clear layup, kick the ball out to the three-point line. The defense tends to sag in. If you have three-point shooters, now this might not be true in middle school, but in high school, kick it out. You'll probably find you'll have a pretty open look. A second rule would be if you don't have an open look, 
automatically reverse the ball to the other side of the floor. The defense now has all shifted and run towards that shooter. Now, if they reverse it, they've got to change directions and go the other way. Those aren't hard things, but you'll find that since over 50% of shots are missed, if you get an offensive rebound, you're going to be able to get another good shot doing those two things. And those are really motion principles. Um, and you're, you're solving a problem and you're reacting to what is in front of you, but you're not necessarily setting up a play and allowing the defense to reset. Motion can be applied in a lot of different ways. So we did the whole, we let them have the problem, the part, we put them in small-sided games to experience that problem in maybe three-on-three or four-on-four settings or five-on-five settings, but you, typically it's a three-on-three or four-on-four. And then we come back to the whole. We put it all back in together and we let them go up and down and we let them experience things on their own again. And now they have these new tools that they can use, these new decision-making processes to use. So that is, that's the way that we like to teach uh, motion offense. But you have to remember, and if I could add a fourth thing into this, it takes time. The kids are going to mess it up. They're going to miss shots. They're going to get frustrated. And that's where you as the coach have to come in and remind them that, you know, while they maybe didn't get the outcome they wanted with scoring, they found the right shot or they made the right pass or they didn't pick their dribble up. Whatever it was that you're working on, if they had some success, that's where you as a coach come in and kind of build them up. So there's a little bit about how to build uh, motion offense. Again, I said in middle school, but um, that's, it can be really elementary, middle, all the way up to your high school. You just get more in-depth as the players get it and understand it. Coach, if you've enjoyed the Coaching Lab podcast, I encourage you to go give us a five-star rating and even leave us a review. I'd greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's episode, Coach. If you'd like more great coaching content, I encourage you to check out the Coaching Lab at CoachMattDennis.com. You'll find everything you need to have more success in less time.